of a pop star Damn. right welcome to episode 42 of santa mirror after dark i'm jeremy i'm steven and uh what are we talking about on this uh this fine program today the incredible movie last night in soho yes starring <laughs> I almost messed up her name and I had to look it up real quick. Thomason McKenzie, Anya Taylor Joy, Matt Smith, and the late Diana Rigg. Um, were you aware that uh, Diana Rigg passed away? She plays the landlord. I found out last night. Yeah, I just found out this morning. Um, also directed by Edgar Wright, who is one of my favorite. Um, Favorite working directors, who um, is known for uh, films such as Baby Driver, Shaun oh. of the Dead, Bob Pilgrim vs. the World, starring the uh, great um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, are you familiar with uh, Edgar Wright? I saw Baby Driver. Okay. Yeah. Um... He's he's definitely unique. This is his first uh, first delve into horror. A Shaun of the Dead is like a comedic, yeah, horror, but still pretty good. I never watched that movie. Yeah, it, it's pretty good. I have a, a controversial opinion that it's probably my least favorite film that I've seen. Of his, um, mm. I've seen, um, I've seen Hot Fuzz, but I don't really remember much of it so i don't i'll have to rewatch that before i include it in a ranking yeah i haven't seen the world's end but I liked baby driver more I liked last night in soho more I like scott pilgrim versus the world more uh yes yeah, so i think Shaun of the dead is my least favorite actually mm. um i know people <clears throat> love that movie yeah i mean it, it it's still very good it's probably my least favorite out of the ones that I've seen of Edgar Wright. Um, yeah, so I found out uh, this morning, because the movie opens with poor Diana. Yeah. I, 
I hardly thought twice about it. I was like, oh, that's probably his daughter or something like that, you know? Yeah, I was wondering, too. And uh, come to find out that uh, it's for the actress Diana Rigg, who plays the landlord in this movie. Um, Miss Collins, she was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's... Austin and Soho's essentially about... Uh, this woman named Ellie who goes to London to go to a fashion school. And she, whenever she goes to bed, she gets like transported into the 1960s. Mm-hmm. And she sees this girl named Sandy um, becoming a, well, try, trying to become like a singer or whatever she's trying to do. And uh, come to find out that uh, women in the ni- 1960s were, uh, I treated very well. <laughs> um, so, so what did you think of this movie? I thought it was brilliant. I loved a lot of the um, camera work and stuff they did with, mm-hmm. like the with the dreams and stuff. Yeah, especially like when they were dancing, for example, and then. It kept switching between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it switches between um, Ellie and Sandy. Yeah, it's like it's so the transitions are just so smooth. And like the every time one of them is walking, the other one's reflections in the mirror, or when they're sitting by a mirror or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was wondering how they did that because I didn't know if they just. Like shot uh, Thomas and Mackenzie, then flipped it and put it in the mirror. Mm-hmm. But I saw behind the scenes, and they were actually acting like through a window. Yeah. So they had to do the same motions at the same time, which I thought was, you know, um, very. I mean, it, it's probably harder than doing it the other way. So. Yeah. So props to them for pulling. The talent. Um, yeah, Anya Taylor Joy is uh, proving to be one of the best actresses in Hollywood, and I know I'm not like it's not a hot take or anything because <laughs> <laughs> she she's only 25 or 26, mm-hmm. and she's reached the status of like um kind of like Leonardo DiCaprio, where if he picks a role you know that role was very important to him. Yeah. And, like, I feel like that's the type of status that she's reaching where, like, she only has to do, like, one or two movies a year, if that. And we know we're going to get, like, the best performances of the year. And she's been good in, like, everything I've seen her in. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, although... This is actually uh, Thomas and Mackenzie's movie, which I was... I don't know why I went into it thinking that it, it wouldn't be. <clears throat> yeah, I think it, it would be. Because I watched this twice. I, um, and the second time I like checked my watch and it took like a half hour before we even saw Anya Taylor-Joy in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, you have you have anything else? It's uh, 
I, I feel I feel pretty much the same as that you do. It's uh, yeah. one of my favorites of the year. Like, I think it is my favorite of the year. I have a, I have like a three way tie at the top between this Dune and the Green Knight. Mm-hmm. I feel like this has more rewatchability than the other two. Yeah, Dune is like a lot of um, a lot of words that I don't quite understand as much. I like That's to think a lot. I, I do. But yeah, um, it, it's definitely in that conversation for like it's it's tied with my it's tied with two movies for my favorite of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know? That Andrew Garfield is in a musical. Yeah, it comes out. I think in a week or two. Yeah, it comes out on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that because I mentioned that. Who knew that Anya Taylor Joy was <laughs> was a talented musician, and then come to find out that Andrew Garfield is also randomly <laughs> a good musician. I think Vanessa Hudgens is in it too. Oh, is she? Um. Yeah, so you can start. Um, That's called tick tick boom. Yeah. So somebody somebody <laughs> asked him. I think he was promoting that like last night or something. They were like doing the premiere, and some guy asked him like, "Hey, Andrew, are you going to be in the new Spider-Man movie?" <laughs> and he's just like, "We'll see," because <laughs> he's just. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's just tired of it because he's he's actually done like two or three movies this year, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure for like all the press, that's all he gets asked. Yeah, he he gets asked like once, at least once in every interview about Spider Man, and they obviously um, can't. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be such a like wild disappointment if him and Tobey Maguire are not in that movie. Yeah, or if they only show up for like a minute at the end. Part of me is like, I, I want to see them in the movie. Part of me just like wants to see the reaction if they're not in the movie. Yeah. Um. What was like? Oh, before <laughs> we start delving into the um into the plot of last night in Soho, um, did you get Suspiria vibes from this movie? Yeah, I did. Um, I found out that on IMDb it says the movie was inspired by the nineteen seventy three film "Don't Look Now" and the nineteen sixty five film "Repulsion." Mm. I heard I haven't seen "Repulsion," but I heard it's a lot like Suspiria. So they kind of go like hand in hand, is like, but it's almost like. I tweeted this the other day that last night in Soho is a more faithful remake of Suspiria than the Suspiria remake was. Yeah, because it was like a whole different vibe. This one yeah. almost had the colorful vibe that Suspiria had. <clears throat> yeah, even though I do, I love the remake of Suspiria. Like, yeah, this is everything that a remake of Suspiria should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we could start, um, delving into the plot a little bit. Would you like to, uh, 
start us off. We open up with the little, well, the little tribute said for Diana. And then we see Ellie right away performing. <laughs> She's, she made this dress out of newspaper, which was nice. Mm-hmm. She was just dancing around her room, pretending she is an interviewer and somebody's wearing clothes designed by her. Mm-hmm. So and we find out we see so this reflection in the mirror. At first, I don't know if we're supposed to think that her mom actually was there. But turns out she always sees her mom in in the reflection, like when she's going through something or something's about to happen. Kinda like when she needs comfort. I was gonna say I somehow this the first time I watched the movie, and I have no idea how. But I, I, when I rewatched it, I was like, "Oh wow, she can she sees her mother." And for some reason, I had the first time I had no idea that that even happened. <laughs> I was like, I was like shook on the on the rewatch. I was like, <laughs> it was like a a brand new experience to to see it that she could see her mother. <laughs> and I have no idea how I missed it. I don't know if I just thought that was like her friend or something in the mirror. <clears throat> and then I just yeah, like, I thought, like, totally forgot. Just, I thought her mom came in the room. Yeah. At first. And then when she didn't, I was like, oh. Yeah. But yeah, and, I didn't notice it the first time too. Yeah. And we, we find out that she was accepted into a fashion school in London. Mm-hmm. Now, does she actually see her mom? Or do you think it's like some type of coping mechanism or something she does to comfort herself? I think she actually does because they mention or her I'm sorry, her her grandma mentions later on she asks if she if she's seeing her again. Mm-hmm. So I, I think she actually does. And her uh her grandma mentioned that she has she has like this gift and these feelings that were, um, I think she says they were stronger than what her mother had. So I don't know if maybe her mm-hmm. mother was was able to see these things too. Yeah, we found out. I think she did. I know she, her mother committed suicide. Yeah. So I think she wasn't able to deal with being able to see it, see <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's one thing that I'm confused on about the ending of the movie. I don't know if, if we should just spoil the ending right now or if we should <laughs> but like she she's she's seeing Sandy and okay. the idea is that she can see dead people. Yeah. And that's why through most of the movie we think that Sandy is dead. But she's mm-hmm. not. So how is she seeing like how is she seeing Sandy? Is it just because like the 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 person Sandy was is dead. Is that the idea? That could be, yeah. Because that, that's what. That's well, what she was kind of she was kind of seeing everybody. She was seeing Jack also. Mm-hmm. So I think she was kind of seeing the whole story 
developing whenever she fell asleep. Yeah. And maybe she, and like, she was like drawn to Sandy in particular, I guess. I don't really understand how she's seeing it seeing it wrong. Mhm. Because we we find out that she's like, what she's seeing is not actually what happened. Well, the first time I was, I didn't know why, but then the second time watching the movie, I did figure it out. Oh, what'd you come up with? Because once uh, she went to the Halloween party, that's when she started seeing stuff inaccurate. And that was when that, um, I don't remember her name, but she uh, gave her a drink. Jacosta? Yeah. I should have remembered her name because she dropped her last name to be memorable. <laughs> yeah. That has Just to be one of the most unlikable characters in movies. Ever. <laughs> like, yeah, I was going to say this year, but prob- probably ever. Yeah, she gave John and Ellie drinks at the Halloween party. And it's hinted that she put something in it. Yeah, okay. So she must have put a hallucinogen in it. And ever since that night, she started seeing stuff differently. So it's kind of like she was playing out the story how she wanted it to be played out. Okay, that makes sense. If that's not the official theory, then that's probably the the most that it's going to make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so she gets accepted into this uh, this fashion school, like we said. Um, before she goes, her grandma does mention, like, are you seeing her again? And Ellie says that she hasn't seen her mom in ages. And then she she turns around and her mom's in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Ellie takes a uh, a train to London. I don't know if it's intentional, but this is like... The, the reveal that this is um, that, that that this takes place in modern day, and I don't know if it was intentional because in, in her bedroom we get the vibe that it's still the 1960s because yeah, Ellie was raised by her grandmother and has like this nostalgia for the 1960s. Mm-hmm. But on the bus or on the the train ride, she she's wearing Beats headphones, so I'm not sure if that was intentional. Just so the audience is like, or I mean, just so the writers and directors make sure that we know that it takes place in modern day. Yeah. But, um, because a lot takes... of things wouldn't really, a lot of things wouldn't really tell you it's in modern day. Mm-hmm. Like, it could very easily be one of those movies that just left to interpretation of like yeah. what, what era this is. It could very well take place in the 1960s, mm-hmm. and, then, and then when we see Sandy, it takes place like that part takes place in like the 40s or something. Yeah. But um, so Ellie takes a um a cab back to uh or to her school to get like an awkward encounter with um cab driver. I forget what he says. She has the legs to be a model. Yeah, and, and if there's girls like her that are staying in the dorm, then he's gonna, 
that you've ever seen a lot of him around. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> he's going to linger, linger around that area. It's worse than I even remembered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so that's. um, That's strange. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she she hides in like a convenience store or something until the cab driver leaves. And um, <clears throat> she ends up getting to her dorm room. This is where we, we meet her. Uh, her roommate, Acosta, who, like we said, is one of the most unlikable characters in <laughs> film in film history. <laughs> um, I don't remember her full her real name. I think it was Again, Thompson or something. Yeah, it's Jacosta something. IMDb just is choosing not to load right now. It doesn't uh, even have her last name on there. Oh yeah, I see it right now. It doesn't. They respected her wishes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we see that her name on the the sign for the room has her last name scratched off, and it's like she just doesn't want. Like, she she wants her name to be like just on a first name basis. Like when people uh -huh. say Ky when people say Kylie, you know who we're talking about. Minogue. It's like, funny. Ellie said Minogue, and she was like, "No, Jenner." <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm pretty much in uh, Costa shoes in this situation. <laughs> um, like Beyonce does that, and there's a few people that just when you say their first name, you know exactly who who you're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. so Jacosta, we learn like. Is pretty much an attention whore. Yeah. As, like, talking about like their personal lives, and they both realize that they that both of their moms passed away, and they're in a dead mom's club. Yeah, and Jacosta is like, I was fifteen when I lost my mom. How how old were you? And Ellie says seven. And Jacosta is like, well, it must have been easier then to to lose her so early. <laughs> it's like, like, is it really a competition? <laughs> oh, so, yes, you're not that it's a competition. <laughs> um, so we meet um the the other girls who I, I don't even remember their names, but I don't they're even if they really give them a name. If they might not, I'm not sure, but at least not on screen. Yeah. A um Jacosta says that they found out that they're in the Dead Moms Club and the girls are like, Oh, how how'd your mom die? And Ellie says that she killed herself. And Jacosta is like, Well, I had an uncle that killed himself. <laughs> and it's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. They're like so brave. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we get the we get the vibe that uh, Costa just like loves the the attention and the sympathy, and uh -huh. we, see, we see that a, a few times throughout the movie. So they go out partying and drinking and whatnot, and I forget what happens, but Ellie decides to go to the bathroom, 
and we get a scene where Jocasta and the group of friends run into the bathroom as well, and Ellie is just sitting in the bathroom stall. Ugh, and... I always hate these scenes. Yeah, the, where they, they bully happen... someone from the bathroom stall next door. <laughs> Unintentionally. It's, it's kind of stereotypical to do to do this bathroom scene. It's been done millions of times. I just hate them, not because they're bad, it's just... I hate the characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like... That. The fakeness. Yeah. Um... Then they have a they have a party back at the dorm room, and it's like pretty much on top of Ellie. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's so it's so weird that like this this party is like going on like everywhere in this dorm room. Yeah, she like she had to leave her own room to go out into that lobby, mm-hmm. and the party's out there too. Yeah. I think um, that might have been a little time jump. Um, or maybe that happened the next day. It might have been a time jump. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was the same night, but because we do, we do get, like, we do know that time is going by because I'm assuming they start school in like, August yeah. or September, and then it's at one point of- we we do get to Halloween. So yeah. Time is definitely going by. I feel um, like the conversation with her grandma helped flow the movie mm-hmm. and let, let you know that time is passing by because she's talking about how she's been getting adjusted and she'll come visit once she's fully settled in and all that. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I haven't, I haven't talked to you in a while. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, I, like, I like that too. There was a point I was going to... There was something I was going to point out, but I forget what it was. I hope it comes back to me. It was a question, but I forget what it was. <clears throat> um, oh, yeah, we forgot about John, who keeps making small appearances throughout mm-hmm. the week. Did, he's interested in Ellie. Yeah. Um, did, did he give you the vibe of... The guy from the new Candyman remake. Um, that, which that one? The, the main guy. One? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, I think I see it. I don't know if it was just, like... For some reason, I, I, thought, it, I thought it was the same guy, but I think they just dress alike. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I didn't trust him. <laughs> because All I'm right. looking at it. I'm, it I'm looking a at it. Looking at a picture right now of uh, the guy from the new Candyman, I, f- I forget his name, but he's wearing a beanie too. And it, it, they were just dressed alike, and for some reason, I just I don't know. I do, I don't. I didn't really think they were the same actor because obviously the guy from Candyman is older. But yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So we do meet John, who eventually becomes Ellie's. Uh, of interest, he takes the uh, he takes Ellie's Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah, That's pretty much how we're introduced to him. Even though Who does that? her Coca Cola was labeled 
<laughs> it reminds me of when I used to work at Best Buy. Like nothing was safe in the Best Buy refrigerator. <laughs> you could. It never happened to me because I learned very quickly not to put your food <laughs> in there. Yeah. But you could. Like you could get Chick Fil A or something, have it bagged, have it taped up, put your name on it, and then you would go. You would go eat it on lunch, and it would be it'd be gone. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So where where are we? Like, don't steal people's labeled items in the refrigerator, no matter where you are. Don't be a John. <laughs> I just don't trust people enough to even. Take random food from them. Yeah. Because my luck, I would take someone's food and it would be like three weeks old or like be laced with laxatives or, <laughs> or, something. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So where are we? Um. This is the part where Ellie moves out, I believe. Yeah, she went to um. She went to class. And she, I think this is when she talked to her grandma. Like, after class. Yeah. Because she was like, did you wow them? She's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and she was talking about how her roommate's great and almost, she's almost too much fun. Yeah, which is obviously a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's when she sees that advertisement that was on that bulletin board. But it was, like, ripped off onto the ground. <clears throat> yeah. About the apartment for rent. Because yeah, I guess Craigslist doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Or anything like that. <laughs> like, Facebook Marketplace does not exist. We're, still, <laughs> we're still, still using flyers and stuff. I might trust a flyer over Craigslist, though. That's true. Did you happen <laughs> to see those like, signs on the freeway? Where they say... Have a mattress for sale? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like we they have a, a king and the queen size mattress, and one is like one fifty, another one's two fifty. Oh no! And they're just on like a little sign on the freeway exit, <laughs> and it's like, don't sell your mattresses like this. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna get off the freeway and be like, oh, save that number so we can we can get a new mattress. <laughs> like no, not at all. Um. Oh yeah, we did forget to mention a little bit earlier when she was out in Soho drinking. Hmm. She saw that um that lingering old man. Yeah, who we're right. supposed to believe is Jack, and he like paid her no interest at all yet. Yeah, that's a good point. We've we we did forget to mention that. Because I didn't take many notes. That'll come back later. I didn't, I didn't take, take notes, many notes, but I was like really focused. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I didn't really pay as close attention to like the first half hour until Sandy showed up the second time I watched it. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm kind of skipping over stuff from the beginning. Maybe but um, stuff that you were you um. Notice. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is one of those movies where you can rewatch again. I know sometimes with 
the mystery movies, they don't really have the same effect when you rewatch it. Mm-hmm. But this one, this one does. Yeah, I haven't rewatched Knives Out. I did. I was, I was always interested in how that would hold up on a second viewing. I did. I thought it was still so alright. Yeah, because you're that right. That movie's all... funny, though. Yeah. So the comedy kind of helps keep that movie good each time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we meet Miss um, Collins, who is the landlord, who uh, is uh, Diana, who this movie was dedicated to. Um, she's like giving Ellie all these rules on what to do in the apartment. She's she's like, don't do laundry at night. And Ellie's like, I don't do laundry. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, wait, I don't do I don't do nighttime laundry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was trying to pick up on these. On hints that Miss Collins might have been shady. Mm-hmm. I did notice one thing that I'll mention later on. Mm-hmm. But I, I was trying to uh, see if there were any like subtle hints that she was uh, not as she seems. Mm-hmm. It so, seems like everybody in the movie is shady. Mm-hmm. We, um... Except John. Now, I did notice... Yeah. I noticed again when she said to... Something about a, a smell that comes through in the summertime that rises to the top of the building. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I didn't. I didn't catch that either. <clears throat> that's a that's a good point. Mm-hmm. She says um, about plug-in or something. I'm not. She might plug the drains or put plugins up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so Ellie takes the apartment, um, she, like, we don't get a scene of her, like, moving out of Jocasta's dorm or anything, we just, like, she kind of just... Just a very, a very brief thing, she said something about, she would never, like, up and leave at night, in the middle of the night, so she said that's a miscalls, because <laughs> people, <laughs> people have done that at that apartment. Yeah, and then she up and leaves. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we see Ellie going to sleep. I like how the room's lit. Mm-hmm. We get like this light on the outside that's like, I think it goes from like red to blue. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, beast room. Yeah, it just it just creates like some uh, kind of creepy imagery. Yeah, I really like that too. So, when Ellie goes to bed, we like zoom out of the bed, and it it's neat because it gives this like imagery of the bed being massive. Oh yeah, when she goes under the blanket. Yeah, and she yeah so she, so she ends up getting out of bed, and we find out that she's in nineteen sixties now. And I think she's, like, walking through the streets, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she enters this building, and we see in her reflection that um, she's Anya Taylor-Joy. 
and like like we said, they they shot this with windows instead of mirrors, which was like a a cool way of doing this. Yeah. Um. See Sandy, uh, Anya Taylor Joy, who's uh, Sandy in the movie, by the way. Um, <laughs> there's some like creepy guys in the in this like ballroom or whatever, like, trying to give her attention. She's just not having it. She wants to speak to the owner to get yeah. like a, a a headlining spot at this uh, this ballroom or whatever it is. The headlining spot that she deserves. Yeah. Um, so the owner isn't here, and for some reason, the bartender at this this place want is like, you should go speak to Jack because he manages all the girls. Yeah, and so they're like eyeing each other down from across the bar or whatever. Um, she goes up. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. She goes up to Jack and uh, like introduces herself. We get like this. So, dancing in the 1960s was very strange. Very different. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So we learned that Jack is like this, this stereotypical cool guy with slick back hair. He's smoking cigarettes. Uh huh. And um, yeah, it's it's awfully shady that he that that they just say he manages all the girls. Yeah, they like, threw it right under the bus. Yeah. Um, I think they didn't really know. Yeah, they they might have known that he was just successful at getting girls like yeah. headlining spots or something. Yeah, so <clears throat> I think he tells her like that um he wants to see her dance or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they do this like weird like shimmy. <laughs> <laughs> um like I I know dancing in the nineteen sixties was like this, but like looking back it's just cringy. Yeah. <laughs> um and th- they this both, is where they all did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, I mean, work. <laughs> they did what they were supposed to do, but Yeah. So <clears throat> this is where we get those uh Cool transition scenes we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Where, like, he'll spin Sandy around and then Sandy turns into Ellie. And then, like, Ellie would get, like, pulled off screen and then she would come back on screen and it would be Sandy. And it's, like, perfect. Brilliant. Um, so after they do this, Jack is pretty much like, you deserve whatever spot you can get or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, so he's taking Sandy out of the out of the bar, and the guy from earlier hits on her again, and I think this guy might know what Jack does. Yeah, because we learned later on that, um, Jack pretty much like pimps out these girls, to, like advance their careers and get money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he knew. Yeah, because he sees that uh, Jack is like trying to protect Sandy, and he this guy just says that she's a she's a whore, and uh, Jack punches him in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knew, but he went about it the awful way, <laughs> the way 
you don't go about it. Yeah. Um. So I think that's pretty much it for this part in the sixties. Does anything else happen? Um, nothing of significance. I know he, she gave him her address and all that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because because I think he offers to take her home, and he said is the least I could do. She's like, "What's the most?" Yeah. And comes back into play a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um. So Ellie wakes up in the morning, and she goes to her her class or whatever, and she's she's drawing this dress that Sandy was wearing in the in the dreams, and even the, and even the the model of the um even the model of the dress is Sandy from the dreams. Mm-hmm. And uh. Oh yeah, the teacher asked if it was a self-portrait. No, somebody asked. It was like I think it was John. Yeah, it, and I was I was like, how do you even? Like, how does that even come to your mind? Because they don't really look too much alike. Mm-mm. Until cause later on, uh, Ellie does dye her hair blonde. Yeah. <clears throat> but um. Yeah, I noticed ever since this first dream. She starts trying to talk like Sandy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she starts saying the same stuff Sandy was saying. She's like very drawn to her and drawn to the 60s and the past. Mm-hmm. We, or, um, so S- Sandy gets a, a hickey in the, in the dream, and we, we see that somehow Jocasta gets... Uh, not Jocasta. Um... Ellie gets a hickey too, and Jocasta notices it. Mm-hmm. That kind of confused me because I wasn't because that's like the only time that something from the dreams actually yeah happens in real life. Like it's like Freddy Krueger where you get a hickey in your <laughs> dreams, you get a hickey for real. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't really sure how that happened. Why don't she did it to herself in her sleep? She might have. Um, so and it wasn't a hickey. I'm not sure. So uh, after a class, uh, John pretty much asks Ellie on a date, and Ellie's like, "Sorry, I got plans." And her plans are literally just to go to sleep and return to <laughs> return to her dreams. Yeah. So when she goes to sleep again, she wakes up in the 1960s, and uh, Jack takes her. Take Sandy to um, it's called Rialto. Mm-hmm. It's how you say it. I perform for the owner, and he's like, "I can." He's like, "If you wow him, you can you can get this headlining gig." So, uh, she, she pretty much performs on town for the owner. Um, yeah. So she, she wows the owner, and gets the headlining gig and that's or I'm sorry, not the headlining gig we find out later. Yeah. But uh she does get a gig. So when Ellie wakes up, she dyes her hair blonde like Sandy. And And she buys the um same coat that she was wearing. Mm-hmm. Like the long white trench coat. 
Yeah, and this is also where she gets a job, I think. Yeah, because she realizes, oh, I just spent 375 pounds on this outfit. I need a job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I forgot to mention that uh, Ellie's teacher, like, she notices that the dress that she's working on is only supposed to fit Sandy for some reason. Mm-hmm. And it, her... I didn't really understand her reasoning for it, but she says she's wearing the dress. The dress isn't wearing her, which makes sense for like this particular person. If you're yeah. making like a mass produced dress, like I don't think that's going to work. I think with the, um, I think the teacher was impressed by that because she's already trying to design for like specific people. So she'd be really good designing for like a celebrity on a red carpet or something. Yeah, that makes sense. She'd be making the dress specifically fit them. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, She hoped everybody could learn. She hoped everybody was paying attention to what she just said. (laughs) And Jocasta says something like... um, Something about the 60s. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, just stop being so unlikable. Yeah. She never did redeem herself either. <laughs> She's like that bully that even like other bullies would find annoying. Yeah. Because I don't, I mean, she has a group of friends, but they can't enjoy having her around. <laughs> yeah, we kind of find out at the end that they're followers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we learn when Ellie gets her, uh, her job at the pub, that this old guy from earlier finally notices her. Yeah. And Yeah, he was asking her who her mom is and stuff. Yeah, and she says that her mom's dead. And he says something like I figured because most of them are. Mm-hmm. And it's it's almost like a red herring that he's like supposed to be the, the killer or the bad guy in this story. Yeah. But, like, he's just a guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think he thought San- she was related to Sandy, or Sandy was her mom or something. Maybe. That's probably it, because he... Cause we learned that he, later on in the movie that he was uh, very, like, attached to Sandy. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I kind of figured we were going for a twist in this movie. And I was, like thinking like maybe Sandy was her mom. That's what I was, yeah. I feel like that would have almost been too easy of a twist to do. Yeah. She's like already seeing her mom in the mirror, which I didn't catch on the first time, but <laughs> I was thinking that would be her adopted mom or something and Sandy'd be her real mom. Yeah. But that would have almost been like too, too easy of a twist. Yeah. So when when Ellie goes to bed again, we get like a, a cool transition between Ellie and Sandy's face. Like Ellie's face is lighting up red from the light outside, and then we see Sandy's face in red. Yeah. Like some beautiful imagery in this movie. Um So when she wakes up in the nineteen sixties, she's sitting in a crowd about to watch this performance at the Rialto, who we think is going to be Sandy. But we find out that 
Sandy is pretty much just like a, a skimpy backup dancer. Yeah. And it's like, you could tell by her face that like this isn't what she wanted. Now, I did think the performance was good. <laughs> yeah. Like the puppet on a string. Yeah, like it was a good performance, so... Um... I think, I think we're just supposed to get the vibe that she's not happy being a backup and she wants to be no, the, head, she the headliner. To, yeah, she was supposed to be the singer. Um, yeah, so this is like the first hint that we get that something something's wrong with this story and it's not like a, like a, a dream come true story that Sandy's going to be like this massive star. Yeah, she like runs... Ellie runs out of the audience and then mm-hmm. transitions to the part where Sandy's mad about what's going on how she's not she's not the headline not living a life she wanted yeah um yeah it's like in the transition like Jack's yelling at Sandy mm-hmm. um I forget what he's saying but it's like pretty much an abusive relationship pretty much yeah um it's uh it's revealed that Jack is pretty much pimping Sandy out at this point. Or like this is the first time he does it actually. Because I don't, I I, th- I thought it was the old guy from earlier that was hitting on her, but it's not. I think it's the owner of this bar. Mhm. Or this this uh ballroom or whatever. But he like makes an advance at Sandy. And she's like, I'm with Jack. And Jack says he doesn't mind. Yeah. Yeah, so we get, like, he's just he's just pimping out these girls to, like, advance their careers and make money off of them. Um, Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and I was actually wrong. This is where we get the montage of uh, Sandy running away. And Jack yelling at her. And um, while she's running through the hallways and stuff, we see like a bunch of men with like distorted faces. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. We, it like switches back to Ellie as Sandy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's seeing all this stuff going on in the backstage rooms. Yeah. Um, I I do think the men with the distorted faces get overused in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think that, that might be just nitpicking a little bit. Um, so, back in reality... Um, or no, I'm sorry. Before we get there, I think... Is this the part where she... Like, grabs Sandy or something? Was that later on? I think that was, you know, because I remember she was dancing, and she kept introducing herself to all these guys. They keep saying, "What's your name?" That's a lovely name. Oh yeah, that's that's a little bit later on. I forget how this dream ends though. I can't remember. Um. Anyway, back in reality, um. (laughs) Ellie's like back in class and she's she's like throwing a fit about her dress and ends up ripping it. But the teacher ends up talking her out of it. 
Um, because I guess that she think the teacher thinks that it's just like a lack of confidence thing. Yeah. Um, and this is where we get like the first chance that Ellie is giving John because John ends up meeting Ellie at the pub at her job. Mm-hmm. And she, she kind of like breaks down and says that she's seeing stuff that and that she kind of needs an escape or something. Yeah. Um, her grandma calls her and this is where she breaks down and her grandma asks if she's seeing her mom again. And she says no, but um, unless she's seen worse, <laughs> yeah. And she's saying that like she had to move out of her dorm and that she's working now to afford her current apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, when she hangs up on the phone with her grandma, the old man ends up approaching her, and he, I wasn't sure how he got the drawing of Sandy from the class. Oh, she left it in the um, basement. Oh, okay. And he's, he somehow, know, I think he knows her name from the paper or something. He does, he does know her name. Yeah. Um, we learned that Ellie's more hesitant to go to sleep now. Uh, she starts waking up. Or she starts seeing the 1960s while she's awake. And this is where we get that montage of like Sandy doing some, some cringy 1960s dancing (laughs) and she's talking to, she's talking to men and she keeps using like a montage. Yeah. She, she's, she's using fake names. Like she's Lexi and Alexandra. Mm -hmm. And one guy asks her for her real name. She's, he's like, I know you're lying. What's your real name? And he tells her, like, she ends up saying that she's Sandy, and he tells her that she's too good for this lifestyle. And he tells her to look in the mirror, and in the mirror we see, we see Ellie, like, trying to talk to her. Yeah. And I think she says something like, what if I don't want to? And he says, then you're already gone, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's too late. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's like to be... he's like flirting, but like you could tell he's different from the other guys. He's like one of those um, people that are trying to get in a relationship with somebody that needs saving. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> like, like we already like... know. Well, we know later on we find out he's a ladies' man. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. But that's the, the... The impression we're getting is that he's trying to save her. Um, Ellie starts smashing the mirror because Sandy won't look at her. Mm-hmm. And when, when she breaks through the mirror and grabs Sandy, then she wakes up. And when she wakes the one up... Was, she, it was like a fake wake-up because she's back in her room. Yeah, and, that, and she starts seeing the men with the distorted faces again in the bedroom. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and she goes into the bathroom, and then when I think she opens the door and like everything's back to normal again, then she wakes up. I think that's how it happens. Um, this is where we go to the um. Well, 
we don't go there yet, but John invites Ellie to a Halloween party because Ellie is like, we need to, or I need to escape and like, I can't go home and sleep. Yeah. She wants to leave the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Ellie's at this Halloween party with John and they meet, um, Jocasta and that group of women there. Yeah, everything was fine for a while at the party until Jocasta gave her that drink. Mm-hmm. And then soon after she starts seeing Sandy, all of the figures of the men who abused her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She, she runs out of the party after that, I think. Mm-hmm. And John chases after her. And she's seeing like um I think I think she's seeing like people in the street, I believe. Yeah, she's like seeing <clears throat> She's seeing different visions because there are actually people there, but it wasn't who she was seeing at first. Mm-hmm. And uh J- John and Ellie and like I th- I think John like tries to calm her down or something. Mm-hmm. And he he starts like trying to to hit on her and like hook up with her and they decide they decide to go back to the apartment they're breaking the rule they said no men in the building yeah. after eight o'clock yeah so they have to sneak in um it's just kind of like a very a very specific rule <laughs> no mm. men no men after eight o'clock <laughs> <laughs> um but I guess we we do find out why. <laughs> yeah. Um. She she's like I I don't want to go home or I I don't want to go to sleep and he's like well I can keep you awake. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he does this face where his teeth turn massive. Oh yeah. I'm like you know what I think I will go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so they're back in the the apartment. Uh, they end up sneaking John in. Um. Very loudly. Yeah. Because yeah, they're, they're not... both they're not sober. Yeah. <laughs> um while they're hooking up, Ellie ends up seeing visions of Sandy being choked and killed in the mirror above the bed, which I don't know why you would want a mirror above your bed. That's a weird place. It's like it wasn't even really there in modern time. Oh, okay, it was just in the kept, like disappearing, yeah. Um, I think maybe it used to be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is my um, this is probably my favorite part of the movie. I think. Uh, she's she's getting visions of of uh, Sandy being killed, and there's like this this cool shot of like Ellie's terrified face in the red light. Yeah. And we see um. When Jack is like choking Sandy and stabbing her, we see like the reflection of Ellie's face in the knife as it's stabbing yeah. Sandy. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I really like that too. And while this is going on, John's freaking out. Mrs. Collins woke up. Or Miss Collins woke up. Yeah, they're He's not. He's busting through the door. They're not quiet at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, at this point. Um, 
Yeah, so so one thing I noticed here is that uh, Miss Collins' first reaction is that is to ask Sandy or to ask Ellie if uh, if he hurt her instead of yeah like yelling at her about any of this. Mm-hmm. So we we kind of get the vibe that she's like protective over some of the women. Yeah. Or like she hates men. Um. Which I don't chased him out. <laughs> Some people are gonna say that that it's woke because of that, but I don't think so. No, I don't either. Um, there's a difference. Yeah. So in the morning, uh, Ellie ends up apologizing to Miss Collins, um, and she asks if a girl named Sandy used to live upstairs. And a lot of women have lived up there, and a lot of them have used fake names. Yeah, and I wish she would have had a better reaction to the name Sandy. Yeah. Because even looking back, like, if she would have had, like, a gasp or something, even something subtle, like, Mm -hmm. the name Sandy should trigger her as, like, something, something weird is going on here. But they don't do it. But um, one thing I mentioned is that Miss Collins says that she would have killed John if if she caught him. Yeah, I thought that was worth uh, <laughs> worth pointing out. It's a uh, kind of foreshadowing. Yeah, because so, she thought that he abused her, even if he, even if she said no. Mm-hmm. So when uh, when Ellie's in school working on her dress. She she starts like seeing Sandy in it, and I don't know if the hallucinogens would still be in effect. I think now from this point on, it's kind of like messing with her mind based on what she saw the night before. Okay. Yeah, that's like, probably what's happening. I think she's trying to. I mean, she could still see things, obviously, but she's kind of like mapping it out how she thinks it went now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she like flips out once she sees Sandy in the, in the dress and she runs out of the, out of the classroom. She, she, sees... made, very, she made that very terrible decision to go to the police station. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she sees a bunch of men in suits in the hallway. And then when mm-hmm. she runs through the streets of, of London and, she sees the men there. Um, I think she even sees Jack at some point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she goes to the police station, which was a, a terrible idea. Kind of like what we talked about with Malignant, where like you just sound crazy if you go to the police with something <laughs> like this. Yeah. Because her idea was that this girl named Sandy was killed and went missing in the 60s, and this guy named Jack was the one who did it. Yeah, she doesn't have last names. And she said mm-hmm. she she saw it. <laughs> and yeah, so, so so they think that she just went to a party and was slipped something, which is actually what happened. But, yeah. Um Yeah, but the, the story isn't as simple as that. Um the one she cop th- was making fun of her. <laughs> yeah. And she's she's just blaming this old guy who lives like the old guy from earlier 
She yeah. tells she tells the cops that it's this guy, and I just know it is. And it's like that's not how it works. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, the, the police dismiss her, don't believe her, and like you said, the cops, the, like she even overhears the cop making fun of her. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the lady cop ends up assuring her that they'll look into it, but they don't have any info on Sandy and like. You didn't even give us a last name, so we have like nothing to go off of. Yeah, that's um, funny. Sandy's actually her shortened name too. Yeah, you're right. What is her real name? I can't remember. Is it? I think you said Alexander. Okay, I thought that was it, but I was like, Jack. Jack told her to go by Sandy because it suits her. Yeah, you're right. Um. So Ellie goes to the library to look for people in the newspaper that went missing in the 1960s. And she does find a bunch of men that went missing, which is worth worth noting. Yeah, she found all these men, but she couldn't find information about Sandy. Yeah. Uh, So so John spooks her at the library, which like... (laughs) It's like one of those things that happens in like every movie we've talked about, where like this girl's going through a hard time. So why are you trying to scare her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why are you doing something that scares her? Why why are you sneaking up on her? Um <clears throat> she does say that why are you whispering? And he's like, It's a library. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so uh, Ellie ends up hallucinating again in the library. Um she she does tell John like about Sandy that she's seeing this girl and that he needs like she knows who killed him and she's trying to find like any information uh-huh. and he does agree to help her go through the newspapers and missing people um, so she, she starts hallucinating again and seeing like these men with the distorted faces for like the seventh time <laughs> um, she goes to stab one of the men is it Jack that I think she's going to stab? It might be, unless she was stabbing one of them or about to. And John ends up grabbing her hand, and we find out that she ex- she almost accidentally stabbed Acosta, which I wish she would have. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have been a huge loss. I wish there would have been a scene where Jacosta like it's. And over by a car or something. <laughs> <laughs> something, because she doesn't really um like have a resolution to this this character. It's um a little bit at the end. But it's not like we don't really see her like apologize or become a better person. No. Or we, we... don't see her get killed or anything. No. I would have been fine with the movie being like a couple minutes longer with something like that in it. They did choose Ellie Ellie's clothes over hers for that um fashion show. Mm-hmm. And um, she had to work in the back. So that <laughs> <laughs> that might be worse <laughs> for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Jacosta the cleaner. <laughs> so um are we at so we get another scene 
like a cool montage of her like running through the streets back to the pub and Mr. once again Stacey she's Sandy. Oh yeah, you're right. Um and I think Sandy I think she's telling the men to leave her alone, but Ellie happens to be behind her instead of the yeah. men. Yeah. So Ellie sees the old man and uh, follows him into the pub. And Oh yeah, she's like an hour late for work. Yeah. And then her manager is like, you have a customer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's this creepy old man from earlier. Um, So she ends up recording him and like falsely accusing him of killing Sandy. And he says that um, he he knew Sandy and he knew all the girls and looked after them. And he knew Sandy was different mm-hmm. and that she was better than this life. And he he mentions that Sandy got exactly what she wanted, mm-hmm. which I don't really think is uh, true in either of these scenarios, whether she was killed or what we no. find out Sandy turned out yeah. to be. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> he says, I think you'll find that Alex killed Sandy, which is um, somehow I missed that the first time, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think um, I got it both times. I was like, who's Alex? And yeah. then uh, Alexandra. <laughs> yeah. So I think he doesn't know that she's still alive. No, because he says something like, um, what is it? Like it, he, he says something like if you happen to find Alex or if you happen to find Sandy, I forget what he says, but um, he does. Uh, he, he does acknowledge the fact that he doesn't know where Sandy's at right now. Yeah, I think he actually did try to find her, but yeah, maybe that's why he asked who her mom was. Yeah, because he was like thinking that 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 Sandy was her mom. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, in this interrogation. I think Ellie could have handled it way better than just outright accusing him. And she probably would have gotten more information. Mm-hmm. And then if he wasn't so like ambiguous vague. and vague <laughs> with everything, he would have they would have been able to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, like in, instead Based of on her... her her visions and his knowledge. They could have been a good um, duo to figure out what exactly happened. Instead of her screaming, like, I know you killed her. And instead of him saying, Alex killed Sandy, like, it could have been solved much, much quicker. Yeah. But because, of, because of his vagueness and her... Um, short temper. <laughs> short temper and accusations. He left. <laughs> and she's yeah, still like, chasing after him. Like, all... all of- all that he had to do was just mention the fact that she probably changed her name to Alex. <laughs> yeah. And that would have been that would have been it. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would be like, last I heard, she changed her name to Alex and she's uh, living a new life. And it, it might have helped a little bit. 
but because because they're arguing in the middle of the street. <laughs> this car just comes storming down the street <laughs> and hits the and old this, man. And this actually happened to Ellie a couple times in the movie, so I knew somebody was going to get run over at some point. Yeah, you're right. It does happen a few times. So we know that London traffic is not um not to be played in. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're they're flying down the street at <laughs> at fifty and a twenty. At all hours. Um and this is when we find out that he's not Jack. His name was Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And he's the, a retired police officer. That's funny. What's her name? The uh, the owner. Yeah, I forget her name. Carol. She says, "Tell them that he was law enforcement. They'll get here faster." <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. Yeah. Um. So Ellie so- realizes because of her, she has a brief flashback, and Sandy knew that he was a cop, too. Like he was mm-hmm. undercover, mm-hmm. and he was trying to help her. So Ellie realizes that this is the wrong person now. But it's yeah. too late. <laughs> yeah, and this is where she decides that she's just gonna go home. Um, she goes into. Uh, so John is gonna drive her home, I guess. Um, she goes into the um. The apartment, and she's like, "If I'm not back in 15 minutes, come in and get me." And because you know she's about to flip out and have visions again. Yeah. Um. So she talks to Miss Collins and tells her that she's sorry for doing this, but she has to leave. Um. And Miss Collins is like, "When you were, when you were gone, somebody came here to do a welfare check on you because they said mm-hmm. you went to the police." And told them about the murder upstairs. Yeah. So we see a a quick glimpse of the of uh, Miss Collins' mail, and it's addressed Mm -hmm. to uh, Alexandra Collins, which is where we get our big our big plot twist of the movie. There was something else in the scene too. It was like this glass figure that they showed real quick. And we also saw that in Sandy's room. Okay, I didn't. I didn't even catch that. It was like a couple things that we saw from the dreams in the '60s that was in her room. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even really pay attention to any of that stuff. Maybe I'll catch that on the third watch. Yeah, Are we gonna buy it on Blu-ray and rewatch it? Yeah, me too. Um. Yeah. So, so that's our big reveal. Um, Miss Collins is actually Sandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does say that a young woman did die up there, and the young the young woman was me. And uh, along with uh, hundreds of men, so <laughs> the um, like what actually happened was one night. Uh, Sandy ended up stabbing Jack, and she yeah. said she said that she stabbed him a hundred times. Yeah, part of her, um, part of Ellie's vision was true because she was threatening her with a knife. 
But she grabbed the blade and turned it on him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she she says this cool line that says they sent me the they sent me to hell, so I sent them to theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. And but... I love when she's explaining it, and I think it only happens one time, but it switches to young Sandy explaining it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I think it happens. It might happen a few times, unless I'm thinking of the scene where she's being chased up the steps. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, she does mention that uh, Sandy won't tell the or that Ellie won't tell the police because uh, she she ended up poisoning her tea. And. Like, I don't think she drank enough tea to get. Like killed, obviously, no, she reveals she her plan way too early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she only took like two sips. Yeah. Um. So some time has passed. Uh, John it's is funny because it causes her whatever it was she was drugged with again. It it caused enough for her to hallucinate again, but not enough mm-hmm. to kill her. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so John ends up coming in and he gets stabbed. And while this is happening, uh, Sandy ends up dropping a cigarette into the records. Mm-hmm. And like the the building is starting to catch on fire. Um, while uh, John is on the ground, uh, Ellie is like trying to crawl up the steps. And I love I love that whole scene. Yeah, it, it it's difficult to explain, but it's like <clears throat> you hear this voiceover, and it's like once again, here's Sandy, and then she starts singing. Mm-hmm. Because there's a record playing in her apartment. So she's like chasing her up the stairs and young Sandy singing the song. And it like transitions back and forth between young Sandy and old Sandy like trying to stab her. Yeah, it was like these glass stairs when it's young Sandy and then when it's old Sandy it's just the apartment stairs. Yeah. Um, and then you hear like both versions of the song playing. Mm-hmm. Like you hear the old one and then Sandy's version. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie ends up knocking her, knocking her down, and she locks herself in the bedroom. Terrible she, idea. <laughs> yeah. She sees all these like hands trying to grab her through the floor. Which is what we mentioned earlier, that the bad smell rises because uh-huh. uh, Sandy ended up hiding all these dead bodies in the walls and in the floors of the house. Yeah. Um, so that's why she never left that place. Mm-hmm. But also, I probably wouldn't rent it out. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> um, one of them like breaks out of the wall and begs Ellie to kill Sandy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think the idea is that uh, Sandy's become evil, just like the men that um, were, like, pimping her out and whatever. Yeah, it was, like, almost. 
But I noticed when Sandy actually came up and she actually got into the room, none of the floor was broken and like the wall was intact. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. So it's like they weren't really breaking out of the the floors and all that. Yeah, it was just seeing like seeing dead people. Yeah. Um so Sandy pretty much says that she's not going to prison and she tries to slice her throat, but Ellie stops her. And then she turns into young Sandy again. And yeah, she still kind of, at least said she understands why mm-hmm. she did what she did. Yeah, I mean, I understand, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she, I think she comes to the realization that, like, the things I'm doing weren't right, either. Yeah. And she... Like, oh, I took it too far, because now I'm killing these two innocent people. Yeah. And she has, like, a change of heart and tells Ellie to get out. And to save the boy. And get this cool scene of Sandy sitting in the um, in the bedroom as the house is burning down and as Ellie is leaving. And um, assumingly that she stays there and just either burns or maybe she slit her throat again or something, but she dies. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, what a terrible way to go. I would rather slice my throat. Um, yeah. Like, I don't want to burn to death. No. Although my luck, I would slice my throat and then I would burn to death while I'm losing blood. <laughs> Same. And it, it would just be like the worst of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get like that scene before the credits where um, Ellie has a fashion show and Jacosta's working I behind the scenes. The first time, I thought that because it showed Sandy at first, I thought that's when the credits were rolling, she was about to perform. <laughs> Wait, what? It showed, like, a silhouette of Sandy before the actual models came out. I yeah. thought that we were about to get a performance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't quite happen. No. Um, we do see Sandy in the mirror at the end of the movie. Yeah, that that weird thing where they poke the mirror. So now she has her mom with her, and she also has Sandy with her. I don't know if you really want Sandy with you because (laughs) she nearly drove you crazy. Yeah, you have your mom who uh, committed suicide, and you have this other girl who killed. um, um, Yeah, she ended up being a serial killer. A justifiable serial killer. Who also ended up killing herself. Yeah. It's like when we talked about the lodge. Where it was like. Good for you. (laughs) Where. uh, Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for the lodge. But she ends up. uh, Killing the the two. Children that uh, terrorized her. Mm -hmm. And it's like. Yeah. Good for for her. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, that is last night in Soho. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention that I forgot to mention before we started talking about it. Um, this movie is flopping in the box office like crazy. 
Like, I don't understand because on IMDb, it is the fifth most popular movie currently. It was supposed to come out last September. Mm-hmm. On a budget of $43 million, as of today, it has grossed $13 million. Do you think maybe they should have released at the beginning of October? Um, they should have did that. It does or have maybe, a lot late, of- maybe late September, because with it's technically a horror movie. Yeah, but it's also competing with Halloween, which was yeah. If it came out before. It's competing with Halloween and and Dune, and Venom. Oh, so, it, so it's like, I don't know. Like I, f- I feel like if you're going to see a horror movie in October, it's probably going to be Halloween. Yeah. So I feel like that was the, that was the mistake. Um. But I feel like, like I would have been fine with a September release date. Yeah, it should have been like late September that way. And you go see that, and then in a couple weeks you go see Halloween. Mm-hmm. But this might be one of those movies that ends up doing really good on streaming, depending on where they release it. Mm-hmm. But I know it's coming out on streaming the 19th. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it like streaming where you have to pay $20 for it, or is it like... It's just saying that it's going to be available for streaming on the 19th, but I don't think it's said where yet, or... Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's probably their the, the best option for it. But if they um, could put it maybe Amazon. Yeah. I feel like Amazon would be a good place for it. They they probably didn't uh release it in September because um th- things were still kind of in limbo as as to like how movies were going to go in the yeah. box office by then. Um, I, I think it was... If it wasn't Venom, it was something right before that, and I can't remember what it was. But it was something around that time where people realized, like, oh, people will still go to the movies and see like movies they want to see. Yeah. Um, I, like came how... out... I like how they randomly dropped Paranormal Activity with no promotion. <laughs> on just yeah. Paramount Plus. Yeah. They're they're doing um Predator next year, which is going straight to Hulu. Mm-hmm. Which is weird that a franchise that's kind of successful would go straight to Hulu. Well the last Predator movie wasn't good. That was in theaters. Yeah. Yeah, I heard bad things about that too. But um Yeah. Um I, I would recommend if um you can go see Last Night in Soho safely in theaters, then uh I would I would do that because uh it, it does deserve your money. Yeah, it's my favorite movie this year. I've seen people complaining about the third act and that reveal. And I don't really get it because I think it works. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're saying the first two acts are good and then it falls apart in the third act. But I don't. I don't really think it does. I don't either. Like I think it works. Um. 
Yeah, I think that's all I got on uh, Last Night in Soho. Do you have anything else? No. All right. Uh, do you have incredible and it deserves the respect it's not getting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have anything you would like to uh, recommend? <gasps> Time to recommend some things you and me were recommending. All right. What would you like well, to recommend? I didn't really think. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really think I have anything either. So I'm just um, gonna throw out old star because Thomas and Mackenzie's in old. We did an mm -hmm. episode on that. And then The Witch, <laughs> because Anya Taylor-Joy's and The Witch. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a good one. They're both very good. That's funny, I did a double feature of one, and I did Paranormal Activity Next of Kin, and I was like, after that, like, I really want to watch The Witch. Because <laughs> it came <laughs> in. There was the setting and the vibe. Yeah. So I watched The Witch this year for Halloween. And yeah, that movie is still amazing. It is. I definitely recommend it. Um, I'm kind of going to go basic and recommend something similar that we mentioned earlier, which would be Suspiria. That would have been my other recommendation, too. And we're, we're getting very basic on here, as close as we can get to... We're, we're, we're recommending movies that everyone has probably seen already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Suspiria is like a, a similar vibe. Like this girl goes to a, a dance school and uh, strange things are happening there. Uh -huh. Like strange murders and strange visions. Uh, also check out the Suspiria remake, which is very different than the original and does not have the same feel as this movie, but it's still very yeah, good. That, that one feels more like hereditary. Yeah. I have been meaning to, to check out the Suspiria remake again, but I haven't got around to it. It's just really long. Yeah. Requires a lot of attention, too. Yeah. It is broken up in chapters. Yeah, which, which we like it on this, uh, this podcast. I, yeah, I always like that because you can keep track of what's happening when. Yeah, it's it's easy to follow. Yeah. And then if it's like, for example, Justice League, I can pause after a chapter and then come back later or the next day. Yeah. Yeah, if you have like a four-hour movie like Justice League, you could be like, okay, I'm going to watch three chapters today. I actually watched and followed this guide <laughs> of it said to watch it in like three days or four days or whatever. Yeah. And it broke it up when to stop and when to start again. Oh, okay. I think one day you had to watch two chapters. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I could <can> do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I got for this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, go check out Last Night in Soho. Uh, give it some money. Because um, it deserves it. All right, so we we are not doing an episode next week, but in two weeks, 
We will be talking about the 2019 film Doctor Sleep, which is a sequel to The Shining. Which um, I'm excited to rewatch that. I actually rewatched uh, Doctor or The Shining yesterday, and uh, like the theories about those movie that movie is insane. Um, yeah, it's like (laughs) so unique and meticulous that. Like it's one of my favorite movies ever made. Uh-huh. I'm hesitant to do an episode on it because it's like, what can I say about The Shining that hasn't been said? Yeah. But um, yeah. In two weeks, we're doing Doctor Sleep. Are Are you watching the director's cut, which is three hours, or are you just watching the theatrical, which is two and a half? Um, I could watch the director's cut. I probably wouldn't notice anything different or much of a difference though, because I only saw it the one time. I think the director's cut is also separated into chapters, so I might be able uh, to separate I'm... it into two days too. Okay. But, um, so yeah, I think I'll do the director's cut too. Um, so yeah, we're, we're doing that in two weeks. Uh, Doctor Sleep. Um, do you have anything else? Mm, no, I don't think so. So uh, follow us on all the social medias. Um, we on Instagram we are uh, at Santa Mira After Dark. Uh, on Twitter we are Santa Mira AD Pod, I believe. Mm-hmm. And through there you can find our personal social medias. So give us a follow there. And um, yeah, that's all I got. Oh yeah, curfew is now in session. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>